Time now for the Sports Six Pack on Coffee and Cream with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Presented by Zipline Brewing Company, makers of Dear Old Nebraska Brew, the official beer of Nebraska alumni. Sports Six Pack time presented by Zipline Brewing. And uh, let me tell you about a few more beers that Zipline has in store. I mean, I, I remember our conversation about a month and a half ago with Craig Ryer and Jason Sitzman over at Zipline, and they're like, guys, you have to try these these three beers. Like, you ha- we have to incorporate these in, into your daily routine for drinks. And I'm like, send them over, right? Why not? I'll, 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 I'll try something once, right? Well, I've tried this once, twice, maybe three times. I already know which one you're going to say. The Copper Alt. Oh, oh, that would be the one that team that Oklahoma Tyler would. I'm like. telling you, the Copper Alt. This is one of three. Normally we cycle them through, but this week I'm telling you about the Copper Alt because it's Zipline's most awarded beer, Great American Beer Fest and U.S. Open Beer Championship gold medalist. This one is an amber ale. It's got a nice color to it. It's malty. It's balanced. It's good for any occasion. If you're looking just to pick up maybe something new. Something that you're not normally used to, check out the Copper Alt. Let's do the sports six-pack. Shane, kick us off. All right. Let me uh, let me open up this Copper Beer okay. here. The Copper Question Beer. Question number one. If Shane, this happened, Shane may be on one. If this happened to be a player who wasn't a star, do you think it would be handled differently? We're talking about In Brandon. regards to Brandon Miller, I would assume. Um, I would assume, too. I don't think it would get as much press. If it was, say, somebody that didn't have his caliber, maybe not even a starter. Are, are we talking bench here, like bench players? Um, I, you know what? Let me go back. This question was on StreamYard here. Um, Jeremiah followed it up with, my opinion is if it was a bench player, okay, so indeed, who barely saw the court, they would have been suspended or removed. Okay. Um, which, go ahead. No, I mean... Oh, no, you, you you were like, I got something. I was just thinking. Oh, okay. My thought here is, if it were a bench player, you could remove him for the team, you know, cut your losses like that. But, you know, with social media nowadays, that player could just take to social media and then something bigger could happen. But do you want that type of press or pressure if you were involved in a situation like this? No, I don't think it would be handled any differently. I think it would be... The, the exact same fight for innocence. Here's the deal. I think I say no that he was a bench player because the burden of proof to take action against a student athlete has to be something tangible because you suffer, you, you risk parents or guardians or loved ones saying, why are you, like, what did he actually do? Right, because you got to figure that the the school and the university is doing their due diligence. I think people are so afraid to be wrong and administer punishment without doing their due diligence. And is it is it enough to say, well, he's guilty of bad judgment? Because then you open up Pandora's box to, well, so is drinking at parties, so is such and such and such and such. Do you police all kids the same? And so you have to have a certain strong level of conviction. And then as the head coach, you have to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is it worth the headache whether he was a bench player or not? Because I look at it the other way. You could easily make the argument, you're only doing this because he's not a star player. Then the coach has to answer to that too. So I think 
the burden of proof is on whether you could actually prove they did something wrong or not. Is judgment enough? I don't think it would. I don't. I don't think it would matter. I don't know. That's a good. That's a. That's a great question. Is what it is. Question number two. Do you pay Lamar Jackson? Yes. Yesterday. Fair enough. Zero question in my mind. I understand why people are asking that question, but you pay the man. This is somebody with. We were talking about him changing the way people look at quarterbacks in the draft from years to come. People with legs. Somebody like Michael Vick, round two. That's what we were talking about when he was healthy. And now just because he got injured, just because, you know, when he gets to the playoffs, he didn't have the best, the best games. We're talking about not paying a guy. You're really going to let Lamar Jackson go? Do you know what he did for your franchise? Do you know the numbers that he puts up? It's pay the proven commodity. Especially with your new hire. Monken should be able to continue to do wonders. Was he an MVP? Yeah, and was on pace for another one uh, after a 6-1 and one start a year ago before he got hurt. Yeah, he, you pay the man. You don't want to go into the draft either and think, all right, now i got to try to recreate somebody. Or just because I don't want to pay one person because I think I can spend elsewhere, that that's going to benefit your team. You're just setting yourself back at that point. He's a franchise player. You pay him. Mm. Question number three. I saw Anthony Richardson as the projected number one pick on a draft board yesterday. Call me crazy. Probably will anyway, but I like it. Do you? So this was involving the Steichen trade-up. So the Colts trading up. He worked with Jalen Hurts. Anthony Richardson has similar skill sets to Jalen Hurts in regards to, oh, I could, I could probably work better with you than I could with Bryce Young because Richardson had more designed runs at Florida than Bryce Young at Bama, than C.J. Stroud, than Will Levis. Um, so it makes sense for that offense, but do you trade up for Anthony Richardson? feel like Anthony Richardson's going to be there at four. I tell you what. Gosh. Those odds are going up, though. And there's always that one quarterback, man. And with a little of the shine coming off of Levis lately. But I feel like Malik Willis had that last year, and then it was... Still, it was... So those it guys... Was heavy. So that heavy. was smokescreen, right? Because those guys didn't move. We thought there was right. going to be this push. Right. And there wasn't. This year will be vastly different, though, because I think people think there are three, maybe four franchise quarterbacks. So somebody's going to make a move. Who's going to be the fast riser? I say it's <laughs> it's definitely Richardson. But, man, one to trade up to get him? I don't see it. I, I don't see it. I wouldn't do it. That's your boy, though. Question number four. Take any incentives out of the, out of what may come from winning, W-Y-R, I think I take it that's would you rather, make $50 million for three seasons and never win a championship or $10 million for three seasons and win three straight Super Bowls? Uh, for sure the latter. For me. 
I'll take the money. Give me $150 million. I'll take the 30 I, I don't, and the I don't money. need the three championships as long as I'm not. So the incentives aren't there. So this is basically a, hey, you win three rings in $30 million or you win $150 million. I'll take the money. Yeah, I hope the opportunities from being a winner mm-hmm. will parlay itself. Well, that's why that's why he said take out any incentives that may come yeah, from but winning. You're not guaranteeing me anything. I'm operating under the assumption that people want to be around a winner. There's nothing in my contract. Probably I'm just depends, taking the deal. But probably depends people on your want to spend time with a winner. I I can probably parlay that into something. That's my line of thinking. You don't have to guarantee it. Let me go five. make it happen. Probably depends upon your position. But you anyway, can come to my party. Nice. I don't. I'm not going to spend a ton of money. And I'm not. You don't have a ton of money to spend. I do. You know. Now, believe me. I'm not. Listen. I could. I could use a. I could use some money. But I'm not. I don't need a ton. Oh, I know you don't. Go ahead, Shane. Guys, did you see the DBs Dodgers have the highest OU at 96 over under? Yeah, over under for the at 96 for the upcoming season. How excited does that make? You, DB, and would you rather bet the over? I'll take the under, um, but I am excited for the Dodgers. Hey, uh, Part, partly because I just want to see how they stack up, too, because they, they haven't been big players so far. And, you know, Bogarts is arriving. I think Tatis is going to start in right field. I want to see that implosion. I expect the Giants to be better. Um, we talked about a couple of the other teams in the National League I think will surprise, like the Cubs. Um, Did you see the Cardinals? 90 was yeah. their over-under? I think that's high. It seemed high. high, didn't it? I think that's high. Yeah. But, but I, their pitching just does not give me enough yet to say, yeah, you can get there. I'm not excited, and I would bet the under. I, I mean, I am excited, but I would bet the under. Last one, Chainer. Question number six. Yesterday, Malachi Coleman ran a 4.2840. If you ran that right now in your current health, how fast do you think you'd be? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, I'd be I, about I, a. F- yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm over five. I'm probably a. F- I'm probably. Do you think f- I'm faster than you? No. Oh. I don't know. Did you like how fast I, I read that, that question? No. Let's go. <laughs> you and not, me. Not a chance. <laughs> I'm probably a five. I'm one. racing DB. I'm five faster one. than you. Come on. No. By the time you get out of your stance, I just, just simple explosion off the start. You may run me down, but it won't be before 40 yards. We'll have to take a I video d- any, find out. any day you want any to. Any day. Jordan McAlpine next. Clear.